0: You are listening to the Acquired Empires podcast with your host, Jacob Brown, the show where we bring on industry experts and real-time practitioners to discuss the tricks of the trade around buying online businesses. And now your host, Jacob Brown. Today is going to be about my story of how I vetted over 300 different off-market business deals to eventually buy a business that I feel was a really great fit in the fact that I had a pretty strong personal connection to the whole business model, and I think I was uniquely qualified to grow it. So that is going to be today's episode, so basically um, I'll just start you off at how I initially got into the world of buying businesses is I joined a investment group that was specialized in buying online businesses. And I think everybody should consider doing that when they're first getting in because you get to leverage other people's knowledge and expertise and money, you know, if you're going in on deals together. So that's how I initially got started. I got started on a few uh, small deals and being a minority share. And this was, I'm just, for me just to see how the whole process went, how to just dip my toe in the water before committing a lot. And so after I've I've been in the group for, let's say a couple of months it was put out by one of the uh, larger capital investors in the group that he was willing to basically pay uh, what would be considered a broker's fee in equity and cash for off-market deals brought in so deals that aren't on broker sites or aren't listed out there or you know they aren't publicly available basically Um, those deals he was willing to pay if anybody found one somehow and brought it in And so that got me thinking, I'm like, ah, I could, I have a limited amount of capital to leverage. Why don't I leverage my time and my expertise of, you know, just bringing one of these businesses in that I particularly like anyways. So that started me out on the process of reaching out to businesses. My criteria was they had to be profitable. (laughs) That's uh, no VC work or angel fund or anything like that. That's not what we were going after. And they had to be uh, a big portion of their business done online. Since our investment group was mostly remote anyways, it just, it made sense that not to do a physical location business. So those were my major criteria. And I just started moving forward with that. Initially, um, what I did sort of just my first thought process is, Um, was I just reached out to, I would say, a dozen businesses that I was following already, sort of interested in their products. One was around the sustainable root growth, a really specific uh, nerdy passion of mine. So I, I reached out to them and a few other businesses that I thought, oh, okay, these could be Interesting to me, they were more interesting than viable business models, I guess. So those were the first ones I reached out to, and then I started reaching out to any businesses um, I heard my friends and family talking about, little blogs, online store, e-commerce, anything like that, anything I sort of expected a normal person to be into, and so that was my initial uh, methods for for getting into this. So that went fairly well, but what was happening was I was getting backed up on the sourcing of the new people to reach out to, new businesses to reach out to, and because I was getting on calls with people and also involved with a lot of other things, so I decided to scale. And so, well, before we go into how I decided to scale, uh, teaser, we'll get into that in just a short bit. Um, Let me talk about what I said when I reached out to these businesses and sort of my process going forward. So first, I just I found an initial email, um, usually their info at their site, or I would look up their founder's name or CEO's name on LinkedIn and then first name there and, you know, do a simple email check. So. That's how I knocked on their front door, was was by email. And my email was super simple. It was, I'd explain who I was. I was looking to, uh, I was working with investors to buy online businesses. Um, and this business matched our criteria and I listed out why it matched and then I also sort of listed a very vague what I thought why I thought I personally could grow it or would be a great takeover partner for this business. So this these emails were about three paragraphs long. Each of these paragraphs were one to two sentences. Super short, super just like let's get on a call. If you're interested at all, let's talk. And if you're not interested, in selling. I'm still interested in talking. And I think that led to, in the numbers wise, out of like every 10 emails, I would get close to five responses back. And, you know, some of the responses were, no, thank you, or I'll forward you to the person in charge, or I will pass along the message. But a lot of these responses were, okay, tell me more, or let's set up a call was the biggest next one, just to dive into it a little bit more. And so out of that, I think, you know, and just rough numbers out of every 10 that led to two to three calls. So I don't know if you've been in the cold call business, but just flat cold emails to just business owners to get on the phone with them is pretty two, two out of 10 is a nice number. Um, some people might think it's not, and they just haven't been in sales. So that's, uh, I was really happy with that and surprised how well my, 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 i'm no email copy master or anything like that it was just super straight to the point Um, so i was surprised with the amount of success i was getting of just being able to talk to them and so and i think the reason why is because zero to very few people reaching out with the same offer or same proposition for these relatively i would say smaller businesses on that had were primarily online so that's the first one it's like hey i was an oddity Let's and so the people are like thinking, okay, what is the process, or who are these people, or or at the very last of what at least my business is worth, and like it just uh, sort of put that on their wall of okay, this is where I'm at. Um, so those are probably the reasons. If they weren't directly looking to sell, um, they were really happy to get on the phone with me and a lot of them weren't ready to sell within the next year. They were A lot of them were like, we got the ball rolling, so maybe in two to three years away, I'd be the person they contact when they got their business cleaned up to sell. So that's how a lot of the conversations went. It was really interesting to hear about all their different business models. They sort of asked me questions and sort of got to know more about the business buying aspect. And for the, I would say one uh, one out of 50 were int- that I reached out to by, via email were interested in talking about actually selling like getting really into details and so maybe about 2 out of 50 um and some of them were just wanting to go down the road just a little bit more than the just and then a casual conversation so about 2 out of 50 on a good day <laughs> um so at that point, you see the numbers as they start adding up of sourcing, everything like that. If, if I have to reach out to 50 people to get into two serious conversations, that's when I ran into scale issues. And at about that time, I started working with a local uh, high school organization called GoCaps, and there was uh, two really enthusiastic kids there that wanted to know about buying businesses. So I brought them on as interns and had them start sourcing. Businesses um, for me. And just through analytics, through all sorts of different online tools, finding businesses that would fit my criteria. And it was it was sort of funny because they would listen about half of the time, and I think that actually worked out in my favor. And they they reached out to businesses that were specifically Outside of what I thought were possible and because they just weren't listening to me most of the time (laughs) And so um, we got a pretty diverse outreach group going with that sort of the team of two interns And then I brought on an email intern to sort of automate the outreach process So I could just be in charge of the phone calls and that sort so that's that's how I sort of scaled up that operation This is about I would say four months three to four months into me just starting to reach out to businesses that's where i was so at this point i'm talking with several several different businesses a week the general Conversation was very casual, um, and I was getting a few people that were matching up well, and you know, we were moving on, but it was at a not not the most quick pace, and then uh, one of my interns, they came across, um, and this were, we were at about, I would say, 200 to 300 outreaches at this point, and they came across a business, and spoiler alert, we ended up buying this business, but they came across this business, they put it on the list, we reached out to them, and the initial response back was, ah, yes, we are interested. Here's our p and um, And I was like, okay, these guys are seriously interested. And I was like, and I looked up and I'm like, I really know this business. This is Bookscatter. I've personally been involved with them in previous business uh, ventures and everything like that. So I heavily knew them. And so I was super excited. And uh, the interns, it was funny because this was one of the ones that were, they didn't fall into the limits because I thought Bookscatter would be too big for us. And so they put it on the list anyways because they weren't listening. And it turned out to be a, you know, a great acquisition Um, about the acquisition from start to finish took about I would say six months well six months might be a a low estimate probably about seven or eight if you if you if we think about it Um, from the very beginning process to the closing date and this deal was never on the market so there was no bidding war. Um, we got to get really good terms and every party was I think really happy with it because we were able to compromise on giving them a higher total price and higher total multiples for much better terms. So that was something that we wouldn't have been able to do if we had gone through a brokerage. and. This business probably would have never sold through a brokerage since they were willing to talk with anybody that was coming up to them about buying this business. And they had a few other people that had vaguely interested but hadn't followed up strong enough. And so, yeah, so that was how I closed my first off-market deal and brought it in, closed it, brought in a capital backer to buy it and became the uh, pretty much the whole manager of the whole deal and so that's that story. Um, I reached out after the numbers all settled to 300 plus to find this one off-market deal. One out of 100 of those 300 we did the due diligence process on um, and got really deep into the numbers and the other two out of three just didn't fit our model when we looked at the numbers or one actually he shopped his deal and got a better buyer which i was happy for him because we weren't the exact fit so we weren't able to give him the best price and then the other one had some issues when we dug into the top due diligence so two out of three that made it into the scoring range and then uh, one out of 300 after that 300 shots taken and one goal um, is is not that great of statistics but the fact that i got to be into this deal and the, the fact that it's such a perfect match for us, too, uh, makes it worth it for me. So that is my story. Some just interesting tips um, that I, I feel comfortable sharing at this point, since it's sort of it's played out to a certain extent, is some of my sourcing methods, I'll just give that out, um, was I used SimilarWeb. Well, that was a big one um, to find like businesses. Um, I used the Listening to People's Conversations. And uh, the last one that was a really good honeypot that one of the uh, last, the final three came from was looking at old Kickstarter campaigns, businesses that had started on Kickstarter three to four years ago, reaching out to the owners, being like, hey, is this a a viable business that you're wanting to get out of at this point? One of uh, the deals in our group had come across that way. So that made me thought of that. Um, So yeah, so those are some top tips. And that is my story for today. If you're interested in learning more and listening to interviews about buying online businesses, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, Acquired Empires, and it should just get better from here. Uh, I appreciate you listening and I hope you have a good one.